in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Friday edition. Looks like a beautiful weekend on tap. And uh, spring fling right around the corner next week. Ushering us into our first summer holiday. Uh, today, uh, we got a busy show. We're going to be, first, we're going to be joined by Kerry Hammonds. He's the boys' basketball coach at Providence Christian Academy, former Seagull standout, former Blue Raider. Kerry, how are we doing? Doing well, man. I appreciate you having me on, as always. All right. Well, it's good to have you. What are you doing with yourself now? I guess school's about out. Um, uh, your season's been over. Well, what are you, what are you uh, using your time with now? We just wrapped up our, our last day of spring practice on Wednesday, and our last day of school is actually today. And so next week we'll be in, in full summer mode, practicing four times a week, lifting four times a week and we'll go to about five camps this summer to get some playing time get guys on the floor uh won't take it too serious but i want guys to play a lot of minutes play a lot of games mix and match some lineups this will be my first time taking my team to team camp since i've been at pca so i'm excited um do, do you any of your guys play the travel ball and all that Yes, I, I have a few that do. Uh, that's why I try to keep all of my stuff going Monday through Thursday so I can leave that weekend stuff open for, for their travel tournaments. All right. Well, um, and we talked to you about the progress your team made, made uh, last year. I know <clears throat> you got some upcoming uh, freshmen coming in and that you're excited about. Uh, what are What are – you think uh, realistic expectations next year? I know we're putting a cart before the I horse. I think realistically we can improve on where we finished last. We finished sixth in the regular season, uh, and I think we would have had a chance in that first-round district matchup if our leading scorer, Maxim Murray, had been able to play. Uh, but I don't think that we take a step back this year. I like our young guys. I like the energy they bring. I like the amount of basketball that they've already played. I like their ability to be able to make shots. Uh, so, I think that we can take a step forward to get to fifth, fourth, third. I, I really believe that's realistic this year. Um, now, you and Tara, y'all got some camps coming up, don't you? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I think Tara's is the, the second week of June. And it's the last week of June. Sorry. 21st through the 24th. So... How do people get involved with that? Just go to your website? Go to PCA's website. Go to Student Life, and there will be a sign-up registration form for all of our camps, uh, for mine, Terra's, soccer, and football. Uh, we're doing second through eighth grade, and so the more we get out there to see our beautiful campus, our brand-new building, and get to be around our amazing coaches, uh, the better. That's probably a <clears throat> Excuse me. That's ProvidenceChristianAcademy.com, by the way. Go to Student Life, and then if your child wants to get involved with a, a good uh, a good program, uh, that's the place to be going. Um, when you talk about summer workouts, um, you, you talk about playing with different lineups and things. Is, is that kind of what the cool thing about the summer is? I mean, you're not in must-win situations, so you, you've got a lot of flexibility, don't you? Yes. I mean, you're able to see what, what guys can do, uh, what spots they're most comfortable in, seeing if you if you can play a little zone, a different zone, try some things, see if they'll work. Just because, I mean, you're playing three games, four games a day, so you have a lot of opportunity to, to see what works, see who plays well together, uh, so I'm excited to see that. There's a lot of camps out there. Where all will you be going? We'll go to Lipscomb. We will go to Cannon County. We'll go to Riverdale. We'll go to Lebanon, Watertown, and we will do an overnight trip at Union University. All right. Well, we had uh, Coach Grinsing on last week. Um, I know his sons are really 
uh, fine young ball player, and it was great to hear Greg is. Um, I guess he gets the bounce back award. Uh, he's really uh, done well since his hard episode, and I know y'all are happy to see that. I'm sorry, you say it again, Monty. I said, Broke yeah. Up on me. I said we had uh, uh, Greg Grinson on last week. I know his son's a good up and coming player, but it was good. I guess if he gets, if we give a bounce back award, it'll go to him because uh, it's pretty amazing how well he's doing after his heart issue. Yes, yes, he, he definitely scared us there for a moment, but it's good to to see him up walking around and being at practice and being involved and. It's really like he, he never missed a beat. I mean, he was he was kind of down at his house for about a week. And then after that, he came up to the office and said he was ready to go. And we love having him practice. I mean, he's invaluable. There's not too many middle school and assistant coaches with his resume being a college coach for 35 years at the place that he was. So anytime that he can, he can be around our guys, we get better. I, I was going to ask you, man, that's – that's a luxury I think a lot of programs, well, very few programs, if any, have the luxury that you guys do in having a guy that's been on the college bench for 35 years. You know when you get those kids, when they come to you, uh, they're going to be a fundamentally sound bunch. Oh, for sure, for sure. He he definitely emphasizes being able to dribble pass and shoot, being able to move without the ball, set screens correctly. And I, I think that's why I'm so excited about this year, getting that younger group, because they've been under him for a few years. They know how to play. And so now I don't have to zero when these guys come to practice. They already kind of know our terminology, know what's expected, and so they're able to hit the ground running. And they're a bunch that's used to winning. Exactly, exactly. There's, there's a lot to be said about winning. Uh because you, you don't know how to win until you've done it. There's nothing you can simulate in practice. You, I mean, you've had to been in those games, been in those situations, to have that confidence that no matter what the score is at this moment, we're, we're going to win the game. We're going to find a way to win. We're joined today by Kerry Hammonds. He's the head boys basketball coach at PCA. Um, your district's going to look a little different next year, I believe, in that um, CPA is out of it. Yes, yes. Uh, they're out, and we welcome University School of Nashville. Um, don't really know too much about their team. I don't think they played a season last year. But, I mean, CPA, I hope to still continue to play them. We tried to this year. Their schedule was full. But, I, I mean, Drew does a great job, and those guys are always good competition. So I hope that we are able to play them in the future. Yeah, and um... – of course, you know, you still got Webb to contend with uh, and, you know, the the other usual suspects, you know, Middle Tennessee Christian right down the street. So, um, plenty of good rivalry games in y'all's league. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, all the coaches in our league do, do a great job. And, I mean, as you know, there are players everywhere. And we tell our guys all the time, I mean, you can't take a night off. I mean, when you have a bad game, bad night, that's when a team can beat you. Uh, and so you have to be on your toes. Got to be really attentive to the details, the game plan, the scout to give yourself the best chance to win night in, night out. You mentioned you guys are going to be lifting four days a week. That's um, that's not a new phenomenon. But I mean, you know, you go back to the early '80s, the weights weren't that big of a deal in basketball. Yeah, they they weren't. I, I picked up a weight my, for the first time. My freshman year of high school and we definitely didn't lift as much as we do now uh and it was kind of ran by my high school coach now we have a full-time strength conditioning guy whose sole responsibility is to keep our athletes from getting injured while building muscle making them move well making sure they're eating the right things putting the right things in their body and so it's it's really amazing how far that has come just in 10 years. I know you guys um, wrapped up your spring um, sports season, obviously, and uh, had a couple of all different district performers this year. Yes, I'm uh, really, really proud of, of Max McMurray. Uh, he, 
he really put in a lot of time over the, the last summer, um, and it, it paid off. He was in the gym two, sometimes three times a day, and to see the fruit of his labor, I was I was really proud of him, and he, he really emerged as a leader on our team. Guys are looking up to him, seeing the work that he put in, and so now they're wanting to come to the gym when he comes to the gym. And so when you have a guy like that, it just kind of trickles throughout your whole team, and that's how you start to get better when your players are the ones holding guys accountable. Well, speaking of new gym, speaking of gyms, you've got a new one. You talked about your new building. Part of that is the gym and weights and classrooms and things like that. Uh, it also affords you the opportunity somewhere down the line to host a, a, a league tournament too. We we may have lost Carrie, but uh, I'm I'm right here, Monty. Oh, okay, yeah, I was saying, new gym. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's exciting. We just had our graduation in there last week, and to see the bleachers out and all the lights and the natural light that comes in through our, our windows at the top is is exciting. Our, our guys are ready to be in there, and it looks like we we should be able to start practicing in there at the beginning of June, and so. That just will kind of transform our athletics program. I mean, you add that gym, you add our brand-new locker rooms. We have a 2,500-square-foot weight room, which will have turf in it. Um, And so it's an exciting time to be at PCA right now. The growth has been amazing with PCA due to the growth of Middle Tennessee. And so I think we might have to build another building here soon just to kind of keep – to get as many people in the building as we can. Yeah. All right, before I let you go, who's going to win it all in the NBA? Oh, man, you know what, Monty? I don't even watch a lot of NBA. I, I, I usually focus on, on college. But if I had to guess, I would say championships in the finals. I, I'm going to go Lakers-Nets. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that the Nets are going are gonna to win. Nets in, in six. I agree. I think the only thing to hold the Nets back would probably be themselves. They've just got too many... Too many horses. Yeah, when you when you have three guys like that, it's it's tough because most of the time, all three of those guys are not going to have off nights. Exactly. All right, Kerry, good to catch up with you as always. Uh, enjoy your summer. I'm sure we'll talk to you, you know, before uh, the summer runs out. But uh, uh, good luck with your camps and all that stuff. I appreciate you, Monty. Thanks for having me on, brother. All righty, that's Kerry Hammonds, the Ed Boys basketball coach at PCA. Join us today. This portion of the show brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend and then we've put our alfredo sauce on top of it it's great for a low carb diet that you can get with spinach but also it just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp alfredo and then our salmon please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at demas's every team knows which play can be a winning move i'm state farm agent andy wommel here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance call me today at 615-890-0850 it's a winning move that saves you time and money your ride your stuff you live with them together i'm state farm agent andy wommel it's smart to protect them together to help life go right give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters hello again this is lenny farmer with jennings and Ayers funeral home and cremation services whenever i finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs locking in the price for the rest of their life they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying that wasn't as difficult as i thought you know why because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts 
You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Tune in Friday night on WGNS as we bring you sectional softball coverage on State Farm Prep Sports. It's the Seagull Lady Stars taking on White County. 7 o'clock for the first pitch. We'll be on at 645 airtime. Also keeping a close eye on Siegel and Stewart's Creek Baseball. They're playing in the sectionals. Also Eagleville as well in softball and baseball. We'll have that coverage for you coming up Friday night on WGNS AMFM. The Braves play the Pirates on Saturday, 155 airtime, with our special pregame right now about 3.05 or so for the first pitch on Saturday. Sunday, Braves baseball at 2.05 as they continue with the Pirates. Any sectional teams that win will play next week in the TSSAA Championship Spring Fling in town. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. All righty, let's get into what's going on today. We got baseball, softball, we got soccer this weekend, we've got the spring fling. Next week, I will tell you, Tuesday through Friday, we'll be preempted by either um, perhaps a local game or um, our spring fling program that will run during this time each day. Baseball tonight, Stewart's Creek at McMahon County. The winners of these games will make it to spring fling in the final eight of the state tournament. Bradley Central visits Siegel. That's at 6 o'clock. Softball at 7. White County at Siegel. Siegel's won about 25, 26 in a row. Only one loss this year. Um, so they're a win away from the state tournament. Uh, MTCS, uh, their softball team dropped two yesterday to Tipton Rosemark. So their season is over, but not before making it to the round of eight uh, for their best finish in school history uh, a couple other notes um, soccer station camp beat smyrna two to nothing last night smyrna will travel to franklin tomorrow evening oakland shut out columbia two to nothing and will host cleveland uh, central is at stem academy on saturday so um still three soccer teams left any of those win or all win uh, they will be in the state tournament a la Spring Fling. A couple other notes from PCA. Eli Wilson was All-District in baseball. Eli McFarland was um, All-District for soccer. MTSU's baseball team, they are off uh, this weekend. Um, They weren't able to. They had a a series set to play, I just got, I guess, to stay in rhythm against uh, Wright State, but uh, that was canceled. I think due to some COVID issues, contact tracing or whatever at Wright State. Uh, so the Blue Raiders are off for, until Wednesday when uh, they will play uh, top-seeded Charlotte in the Conference USA Tournament at 1230. Game, of course, you'll hear right here on WGNS. Um, other games include number four seed Old Dominion against number five F- FAU. That's 9 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, the host, number two, La Tech, against Texas San Antonio at 4. The game four that day is third-seeded Southern Miss versus number six-seed Western Kentucky. Preds play tonight. Down 2-0. So, here we go. Braves lose again last night to the Pirates. I don't know what's going on. I know what's going on. They can't pitch, can't hit. The struggle's real. PGA going on. Probably 20 golfers still in it. Going to be a great uh, finish this weekend. Challenging conditions. Challenging course. I think we mentioned yesterday, Tim Tebow is now officially a Jacksonville Jaguar. 
Um, and there's been a lot of talk about the, the no-hitters. Um, and Clayton Kershaw, who is a starting pitcher for the Dodgers, is search, certainly capable of throwing a no-no anytime he steps on the mound. Um, said um, the ball's been deadened, quote, deadened, and he doesn't think it's good for baseball. I mean, you think about it, six no-hitters already. I think the most in the modern era is six or eight. I think there was eight in another, you know, way back in the 1800s, but certainly uh, a ton of no-hitters uh, already this year, and I don't know if that's good for baseball or not. Um, but Corey Kluber of the Yankees through the last most recent one this week, and as I said, is – Bad as the Braves have been at the plate, imagine being a Seattle or Texas Ranger fan. Your team's already been no-hit twice this season. So, even the Padres threw a no-hitter this year. First one in franchise history. You think about that. First one in franchise history. So, all right, that's kind of a look at what's going on locally and around. Um, We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money. Learn how it's done with Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter. Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic out here on 24 East coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Just busy for a Friday afternoon up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Stop and go now. Times 231 here over the interstate. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check them out online at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When news breaks, when traffic's horrendous, when the weather's bad... Be the first to get the news, traffic, and weather you want with a text alert from News Radio WGNS. Free text alert. Sign up online at WGNSRadio.com. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance. 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good Friday, everybody, and let's talk about 
Track and field, first of all, Middle Tennessee is set to send 12 athletes to the NCAA East preliminary meet in Jacksonville, Florida. The meet will be hosted by the University of North Florida at Hodges Stadium next Wednesday through Saturday, the 26th through the 29th. Four Blue Raider athletes earned at least two entries in the meet. They include Usilla Chip Kimmy, uh, Esther Issa, Amara Chukwu Obi, and Erhir Omamuvo. They, Obi will be one of two Blue Raider women sprinters running in the 200 and 400 meter dashes. The freshman's coming off an impressive Conference USA Championship performance, scoring 18 points, including a gold medal finish in the women's 200 meter. She also notched a silver medal in the women's 400 meter with a new personal best of 53.06. Junior teammate Agnes Abreu will compete in the 400 meter. On the men's size, Jaquez Torian is set to compete compete in the 400-meter race. The Blue Raiders send five mid-distance runners combined to the Mid-East preliminary meet. Uh, Chip Kimmy looks to continue her success from the conference championships after a first-place finish in the women's 800-meter and a second hundred a second place finish in the 1500 and 5000. Brian Rono will compete in the men's 800 meter and he captured the gold in the event at the Conference USA Outdoor Championships. Jacob Chogi will compete in the 10000 meter and will look to replicate the success he had in the event at the Conference Championships. Keegan Chamadi and Lebo Macedo will square off in the 3000 meter steeplechase. Chamadi currently ranks 12th nationally in that event. So you can find more about that on GoBlueRaiders.com. The 2021 Conference USA Track and Field All-Conference teams were announced by the league on Thursday afternoon, and 12 Blue Raiders were honored. We told you about many of those just a moment ago. You can find that complete list again on uh, GoBlueRaiders.com. From the track to the classroom, junior Brian Rono and senior Jaquez Torian were named to the Conference USA Men's Track and Field All-Academic Team for the 2021 season as announced by the league office. Rono posted a 3.714 GPA in integrated studies. This is the second Conference USA All-Academic Honor that Rono has received this year. He was named to the Conference USA Men's Cross-Country All-Academic Team in the fall. At the Conference USA Outdoor Championships, Rono captured the gold in the 800 meter. He ran a new personal best of 345.29 to earn the bronze in the 1500 meter. He currently ranks first in Conference USA in the 800 meter and fourth in the 1500 meter. Jacquez Torian finished the school year with a 3.738 GPA in aerospace. He posted the third fastest time in Conference USA in the 400 meter at 47.9 with a second place finish at the Conference USA Indoor Track and Field Championships. The senior recorded a 46.98 in the 400 meter at the War Eagle Invitational on April 17th, which ranks 84th nationally and fourth best in Conference USA. Torian captured the silver in the 400 meter at the Conference USA Outdoor Championships with a time of 46.12. And also something we told you about yesterday, but the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame has announced its Achievement Awards for 2021, and it has a very distinct Middle Tennessee flavor. They announced the honorees for its achievements on Thursday with two former Lady Raiders standouts being recognized. The Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame previously announced its 11-member 2020 induction class, and former Blue Raider football standout Mike Caldwell is being inducted as part of the star-studded class. Former Middle Tennessee women standout Alicia Clark was named the Female Professional Athlete of the Year after winning her second world championship in the WNBA with the Seattle Storm. And Anastasia Hayes was awarded Female Amateur Athlete of the Year. All right, that is it for this Friday. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe out there. Take care of yourself and each other. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you uh, the week after next. Well, we'll talk to you Monday. All righty, you're listening to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? 
Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. We're going to be joined now by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. Larry, we've got you loud and clear today. I know uh, last week. You were down in a holler somewhere up in East Tennessee, so we we had a very brief visit with you. Yeah, Muddy, I got to apologize, but I was visiting some uh, a cousin of mine who's who's got a farm that's uh, that joins the Catoosa Wildlife Management Area, eighty thousand acres of wilderness up on the plateau where I grew up, and I, I was going to wait for your call, and then like. You said we, we got started, and I was going to pull off to the side, but I faded out before I could get pulled off. And then I, I tried to call back, and I couldn't get it. I guess if a signal won't come in, it won't go out either. But anyway, I, I was so far off the beaten path, uh, we, we couldn't get a cell phone signal. So, But somebody said, Marty, that was one of my better shows when I when I finally just faded out. <laughs> the, the, the reviews. <laughs> Maybe silence is golden. We had raving reviews that day. <laughs> That's right. The rating, the rating soared when Woody went off the air but anyway i'm home now so hopefully hopefully you can hear me for, for better or worse you can hear me um well i tell you i thought we'd touch on something we hadn't really talked about any this year is college baseball just kind of from a local standpoint um, um you know obviously vanderbilt uh has had another great year uh documented well documented how good their pitching is uh, but uh, uh mtsu is back in the conference usa tournament uh, for the first time since 2015, and go east. Uh, Tennessee uh, is going to uh, is 18 and nine is where they finish in the uh, SEC. So uh, the fans went out on in this when Vanderbilt and Tennessee are good in a in a sport, and it doesn't happen in many sports. No, it doesn't. But uh, Tennessee's—they're the real deal. People started paying attention to them early in the season. And of course, like you said, MTSU. There—I remember the old days. Middle Middle was, you know, a good, great, great baseball uh, uh, power. You know, not not just on their level, but any level. So you're right to have three teams. Now, of course, we Tennessee's a little off to the east, but we still we still claim them here in Middle Tennessee in, in our area. They're they're our state team. So uh, Vanderbilt kind of. I started getting everybody's attention, of course, years ago, and even even farther back than that, Monty. Not not just the current Corbin era, and you know, just the, the incredible championship era of, of, of Tim Corbin, but even farther that back than that, Monty, uh, Vanderbilt was a powerhouse. I've, Larry Schmidt built uh, had had the first team at Vanderbilt, won the first SEC championship, and if we got time, I'll tell you a funny, a quick funny Schmidt story. Larry Schmidt, who after he coached at Vanderbilt, went on to form the Nashville Sounds, as most of your listeners know. But while he was coaching at Vanderbilt, he won won a couple of SEC championships. But one year he finished runner-up to Alabama, and Schmidto just hated to lose. He he thought he'd got bad calls and everything. So anyway, on their way home from uh, from Birmingham or wherever the, the tournament was played down in Alabama, Hoover, I guess. Anyway, on the way home. Schmidt, uh, Bear Bryant had presented Schmitto and the and the Vanderbilt team the second place trophy, the runner up trophy, and Schmitto gritted his teeth and accepted it and didn't say anything. You know, from from Bear Bryant, the venerable Bryant, he could Schmitto couldn't say anything. But on the way home, he told the team, he told the bus drivers to stop on the on the on the bridge that crosses the Tennessee River. Schmitto and the team got out on the bridge and threw the second place trophy <laughs> over into the Tennessee River. So that was what. Uh, <laughs> That was what Schmidt ever thought about second place. But anyway, the point of the story was, you know, Vanderbilt was a, a baseball power long before Corbin arrived, and Larry Schmidt deserves a ton, a ton of credit for building that program. And then Tennessee's been good over the years. They, they slumped a little, but Tennessee, if you look back, Monty, uh, UT's had some, some, some pretty good teams and some really good individual players over the years, so... Good, good to see the Vols back, and great to see uh, see Middle 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 having the, the season it's had. And you know, um, Schmitto, we had him on the show last summer. Um, he, um, I think that first bunch he won with was pretty much all pretty much local walk-ons. 
He, so. he had three scholarships that year, uh, his first year as Monty, and he would break them up into thirds and fourths. He would, he might, you know, kind of depending on need or whatever. But anyway, he, he had only three scholarships. And I don't know, I think Corbett's got more now than he, than he knows what to do with. He's handing them out to people on the sidewalk. But, uh, Schmitto, he, he, he did it back when it was hard to do with like, you know, no scholarships, no support, no salary. I think Schmitto was making about 7,000. Corbett's making 2 million. So, uh, Different eras, but you still got to give Larry Schmitto a ton of credit, uh, Monty, for for what he did at Vanderbilt, and then other coaches came along, Roy Mulburn and, and others to follow. But Schmitto's, without question, laid the foundation for that program. And I don't know if this will ever come to fruition, but we I did ask him about Nashville and the major leagues if that would ever happen, and he said he thought the only way it would happen would be if a team relocated here. You didn't see any expansion coming down the the pipe. And lo and behold, looking like Oakland may get out of um, leave Oakland, and Nashville is one of about four or five cities that has been mentioned. Yeah, it, it's a possibility. I, I have breakfast with, with Schmitto every Monday morning here in Nashville. And along with four or five other baseball nuts, I'm, uh, you know me, Marty, I, I don't know much about baseball, but I hang out with people who do. Skip Nipper, the the area area historian, and Schmitto, and uh, just, just some, some, some friends of ours. Boots Domini shows up once in a while. Uh, and uh, but, but the point is that it's, it's mostly baseball talk every Monday over our, our bacon and eggs. And you're right, as la- earlier this week, Monday, the, the, the topic of expansion came up. And Schmitto said then just what he told you last year, Monty, that he, he thinks Nashville's got a chance to get a major league team. But that chance uh, it, it consists of getting an existing uh, franchise that would relocate here. He doesn't think the you know the major is going to you know form a new you know give Nashville a brand new franchise, but he does think there's a chance Nashville could get an exa- an existing franchise just like just like we got our football team. We we stole Houston's football team, so we could steal we could steal somebody else's baseball team. I guess, but it, it could happen. Schmitto says there's a chance that Nashville could get a major league baseball team. Now, did he say anything about the stadium? Would they? Is is the the new minor league park? Is that expandable, or would that have to be built somewhere else in Davidson County or even a surrounding county? It, it would go out probably into the suburbs, Monty. I, I, I don't think uh, the the current park downtown. You know, I, I just don't believe there's enough room there, and parking's a nightmare. I, I, I've only been one time, to to be honest, since it's been been re- relocated downtown. I went one time with my took my kid who came home from from school, and we went, and it was a it was a parking was a nightmare. So no, no to answer your question, I, I I don't see any way it could could. A major league team could fit in down there. I think it'd have to go into the suburbs. And Schmitto, he's even got two or three ideas about possibilities floating around out there. But uh, again, that's I guess that's way on down the base path. But uh, but it could happen. It, it could happen. All righty. Again, we're joined today by Larry Woody, longtime sports writer, author, and columnist. We'll take a break and be right back. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic out here on 24 East coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Just busy for a Friday afternoon up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Stop and go now. Times 231 here over the interstate. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Check them out online at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Murphy Spurl's favorite pizza is now hiring at all three locations. That's right. Join the Surf Pizza team. Just stop on in and ask for a manager. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence and service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. 
A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, Smyrna, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. Larry Woody uh, joining us today. Um, Larry, um, sticking on the topic of baseball, there's already been um, six no-hitters this year, um, which is is easily the most by this time ever. Uh, And I I know Clayton Kershaw, the pitcher for the Dodgers, even came out and said they've deadened the baseball. You know, years ago, they had the commercials chicked did the the long ball now it looks like the you know they can finagle that ball any way they want it looks like it's certainly catered more to the pitchers right now than the hitters yeah and uh, and i think it's fairly simple money i just think there's more more good pitchers coming up through the ranks and i know in the, in the old days are you know just tremendous tremendous pitchers but man just just like here in our backyard you know at the at the at the pitching talent just uh, Vandy, Tennessee, and I, I, to be honest, money. I don't know middle situation. But I'm assuming if they had the season since they had the season ahead, they had to have some pretty good pitching. But man, Vanderbilt's loaded, UT's loaded. Uh, just a, a wealth of, of young men with strong arms coming out, and uh, so I, it's just uh, maybe these things go in cycles. I, I don't think there's anything more mysterious, mysterious about it. You know, ba- different baseballs, that kind of stuff. Uh, I just think the pitchers, there are so many more good pitchers out there and more coming along right behind them. Uh, I'd always, I've always heard, Monty, that hitting a major league baseball is the hardest thing to do in, in sports, in, in professional sports. And I, I, I tend to believe it. I don't see how, I, I don't see how every game is not a no-hitter. I don't see anybody ever gets a, a bat on one of those balls as fast as it is and bouncing or not. Now, Schmitto, he, he he's a pitcher and you know talk, talk pitching and everything. We're talking about this at breakfast Monday about pitching, and Schmitto says it's not how fast the ball goes, it's what the ball does while it's covering that distance between the mound and the and the and the home plate. Uh, he says the players have got so much control and can make the ball do so much that it's not just sheer velocity that's uh, that's you know resulting in all all this great pitching. So. Uh, I'll, I'll take Schmitto's word for it. I'm, I'm not sure I know which end of the baseball's up. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, it. I mean, you're right. I mean, if, if you just throw a fastball straight down the middle and it doesn't have a lot of movement, uh, you know, you can blow it out of a cannon and they'll hit it. But having said that, I remember it be a, used to be a big deal if somebody threw 97, 98 miles an hour. Now it seems like half the guys they trot out there do. And plus, as we had Coach Toman from MTSU on yesterday, he goes, hitters are geared differently now. He goes, they don't have compact swings and spray it all over the field. They tend to uppercut a little more because they're all trying to hit home runs. Well, that's part of it, too. And, again, we're talking about this at breakfast. And Schmitto says it's not only, you know, velocity is not, not – uh, just the, the the big thing. He he thinks some of those hundred and four mile per hour readings might be a little off. Uh, he you know he, he says if you had three radar guns, it'd be like a highway patrolman on I twenty four. You'd probably three three high, highway patrolman probably get three different readings. But but again, the bottom line is whatever's happening is happening because the the, the, the hitters are not hitting the the ball as much as they used to. So velocity control. Bouncing around, whatever it is, the, the 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 it seems like the pitchers have an edge right now. 
All right, we'll change sports over to football. Uh, of course, Tennessee's had their spring practice. Your initial thoughts on uh, Josh Heupel as the head as the new head coach? He's made a good a good first impression, Monty. Everybody, I've got a lot of UT fans, diehard fans, and and uh, and he's made a, a really good first impression on 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 the fan base. I think it's safe to say that. Now, the bottom line is. We'll see what kind of impression he's he's made about midway through the season after he's you know gets into that cutthroat SEC schedule. But so far so good. I I'm still concerned, Monty, about the quarterback situation. I and it, and in college football, that's where it starts today. If you if you don't have you, you can't get by with a good quarterback. You you if you're going to be a, a great team, you've got to have a great quarterback. I'm I don't know that that the Vols have a great quarterback yet. I know there were. You know, kind of, kind of boasting about coming out of spring practice and had five contenders. I remember Monty and Bear Bryant. What, what Bear used to say? He said, "If you got two quarterbacks, that means you ain't. That means you ain't got one." So, I'd kind of, I kind of agree with Bear Bryant. If a, if a quarterback is not good enough to se- separate himself from the pack, uh, that means maybe the pack's not that good. So. Again, I don't know that having four or five quarterbacks is something to to, to boast about, and, and certainly, we're, you know, we won't know until fall practice gets here. But I, 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 if I were a coach, I would want to know who my quarterback is going into fall practice, and then if somebody can take the job away from him, so be it. You know, as, as practice and the season goes on. But I, I want me a number one, a clear cut number one, and he's he's my quarterback, and I'm I'm going with him. I, I don't like this stuff. Well, we got four or five guys that, uh, you know, competing for the position, that kind of stuff. So that, that, that's my concern. And, again, it's such a critical, critical position that if you don't have a, a, a good quarterback, a great quarterback in the SEC, you're not going to win the big games. You know, and I'm like that with my running backs. I understand, you know, using two or three running backs to a certain degree. But if I got a horse, I want to keep feeding him because the good running backs get better as, as – as they take a pounding and deliver the pounding, you know, I mean, Derrick Henry, I mean. Uh, I, he's, I, he's a classic example. Yeah. The, the, the more you pound him, the, tough, the tougher he runs. I mean, when he's not out there, the other team's got to be thinking, oh, thank you, a series without that guy. You know? <laughs> thank, thank goodness Derrick's rested for a few plays. That's right. You're right. It's, it's critical, obviously, every, every, all the skill positions. Uh, but but none more so than quarterback. I mean, like I say, Monty, and you, and you know this, you've covered it for years and years. Uh, on that level, the SEC level, well, well, in any any level, I'd say. But but, but with the talent, you, the, the defensive talent that you go up against in the SEC, particularly, if you don't have a quarterback who can who knows the game and can can run the offense, uh, it, it you're not going anywhere. And uh, I still like what what. Bear Bryant said, "If you if you got two quarterbacks, that means you that means you don't have one." Now, could it be at UT? Of course, with it just him getting there, getting to know the personnel. I mean, could it be a case too, though, possibly that he kind of knows who his quarterback is, but not going to say it right now to kind of to keep that competition going. I, I hope so, Monty, and that's kind of the back of everybody's mind that he really is, he's he's more he's more. Uh, uh, settle on on the quarterback position, then maybe he lets on. But I don't know. We've seen seen this going on at UT for years now, and they, they can't seem to settle on a quarterback and stick with him or whatever. And uh, and maybe that explains some of the some of the records they've had up there during that time. So hopefully, maybe the the, the head coach knows a little more about his team than I do. But I, I would just like to see him say, "Man, you know, Monty Hale Jr. He he's got this job." You know he's he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, if somebody somebody's really going to have to work hard to take that job away, take that starting job away from Monty, that's kind of the way I would like to see a coach approach it. And then if somebody does, you know, rise up, uh, and some uh, one of the other quarterbacks rise up and take it, then then the coach would say, "Man, I'm really impressed by by Woody. He he really showed me something. He he came along and took the and took the starting job away from Monty Hale. So. I, I would prefer that approach rather than the guy kind of sort of medium mouth. Well, we got four or five guys who who could not fill that position. If again, if you got that many, you don't you don't have one. 
Well, I, I think it's on, on record that Monty Hale Jr. and Woody are outstanding armchair quarterbacks. Uh, exactly. I, I've never lost a game. I don't know about you, Monty, but I, I've never lost a game at quarterback. That's right. All right. <laughs> Before we let you go, hey, uh, NASCAR right around the corner in Nashville, well, Gladeville. Yeah, June the 20th, and it was just announced today, Monty, it's going to be on our newspapers, Main Street Media, shortly, that the race is a sellout. Uh, it, I believe, Monty, and I, I won't say this for sure, I believe that will be the first sold-out sports venue, uh, I mean I mean uh, NASCAR venue, the first sold-out NASCAR venue since the pandemic started over a year ago. Wow. That's a that's a pretty pretty big deal. Now, the two companion races, uh, Xfinity Race and Truck Race, they aren't sold out yet, but the, the tickets are really going well. But the Cup Race, the, the, the Major League Race, is, is sold out as of this morning. So it's a pretty, pretty, pretty good statement. Of course, the, the, all three races have title sponsors, which is really big, too, this day and time. You know, with the economy and the pandemic and everything else, a lot of the struggles going on in sports. But man, I got to tell you, Monty, the Super Speedway, the the, the track president, president is Eric Moses, and man, you you talk about an impressive guy, Eric Moses. Every time I talk to him, I'm more impressed by him. He he, he knows his stuff, and uh, he's done a heck of a job. And I, 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 there's no plans to increase the seat right now, but I think Monty, the way this they started. Uh, if they can keep this momentum going, it's, it's it'll it'll be the largest sports uh, venue in, in in Middle Tennessee. All right, Larry, great to catch up with you as always. Have a great weekend. Thanks, and I'm glad I didn't fade out this time. There we go. <laughs> okay, okay, Monty. That's Larry Woody joining us today. That'll do it for today. That'll do it for the week. I'll be gone out all next week. Uh, so uh, Tim Packard will be in Monday. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next time. All sports talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.